Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in today. We're in our boardroom once again. Hello, Kathy. How are you doing? Hello, Jesse. And you know what, guys? You know what today is? It's Jesse's birthday. Don't tell him that, so let's Kathy. Let's say happy birthday. <laughs> yes, I'm 33, and my <laughs> hair just went white on me. And I just lied. Let me make the sign of the cross here. I'm well, 71 just, years old today. You're Isn't just that a something? baby. You're just 11 years over middle-aged, as we say. Because you're going to live to be at least 120. 120. That's right. I never thought about that. What a blessing <laughs> just of the Lord. A baby. You know, and all my friends are retired, <laughs> and I'm still going. Glory to God, because I have a vision. Yes. I have a reality, and I know God's word is true, and we are doing that. And I hope you enjoy these wonderful, we call it here, this is where all the decisions are made for Jesse Plants Ministry globally here. This is our boardroom, and so we like to kind of do a little, every, once a week, a little talk here, or a little ministry. And I want to read something, I want to read something in the scriptures today, in the book of Philippians. I'm talking about a powerful chapter. Mm -hmm. I mean, the church at Philippi, you know, Paul got beat up pretty bad in Philippi, yeah. but he had partners there that stood by him and stood with him, and it's just such a blessing. But I want you, if you got a Bible, I want you to go with us right now to the book of Philippians chapter 4, and Kathy, I'm going to read it out of the King James, then maybe after that you can read it out of the Amplified. Okay. I want to start reading with verse 4 first, and I want you to listen to me. Because the reason why I want to start with verse 4, it don't look like too many people rejoicing right now. With all this lockdown stuff, you know, with things happening, people, and we don't know what so we're going to uncertainty. do. Uncertainty. But you know, there is no uncertainty in God. That's right. When you understand who He is, what He is, and when you understand what He's done, what He's going to do, or what He's doing, and then what He's going to do, mm -hmm. then there's no more uncertainty because His Word is true. He cannot separate himself from his word. But I want to start in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. It says this, rejoice in the Lord always. Notice it said always. And again, I say rejoice. Now notice Kathy had to say it again. Because yeah. the first time they went, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. How can I rejoice always? See, that's God speaking to me and you today as well as talking to the people in Philippi then. He said rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Read that in just that verse in the Amplified. It, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always, delight, gladden yourselves in Him. Again, I say, rejoice. See, that, that's a powerful thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you don't know what's going on. I may not know what's going on. Kathy may not know what's going on, but God knows what's going on. That's and right. all you got to do is present, because when I'm finished reading this thing, let me tell you, this is a grocery bag full of good stuff yes, for you. That's right. There's money in the bag. Whatever you need. There's healing in the bag. <laughs> There's salvation in the bag. Mm -hmm. My Lord. Comfort, Jesus. Peace, Comfort in the bag. Joy. There's a, a lot of fruit in the bag. Everything. Fruits of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of gifts in the bag. Gifts of the Spirit. I mean, this thing is chock-a-block full, like we say in the oil industry. Yeah, chock-a-block yeah. full of great things for you. Let me start with verse 4 again. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Verse 5. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. I like that. And the people, watch this now, verse 6 is where I want to get to. It says, be careful for nothing. Mm -hmm. Be careful for nothing. Be careful for nothing. Why? Just look in the grocery bag and see what you got. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Now notice that this wonderful connecting word, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. Do you think if God told you to say thank you while you're praying for stuff that he's going to answer you? Now, you see the problem is people say, no, but it doesn't work like that because you don't, you don't believe, verse 6, be careful for nothing. I could care less what the world's doing. In fact, I don't care at all about anything. And people go, who do you think you are? Let me tell you why. Care is a form of pride. 
See, when you start worrying and caring about stuff, you're saying God can't handle your business. So you got to take it back from God and start working on it. And if you were so good at it, why would you give it to God? You could have fixed it yourself, but you can't. So that's what I mean by that. Not in an arrogant or cocky way. It says, be careful for nothing. In other words, my Lord, the Lord's at hand. It doesn't make no difference what's going in the world. Jesus said this, and I love this to the Apostle Paul. And it's so wonderful. But in everything, notice how Notice how full this verse is. In everything by prayer, I love that, Mm -hmm. and supplication with thanksgiving. Watch this now. Watch it. Let your requests be made known unto God. He didn't care if it's spiritual, Catholic, physical, or financial. The bag is full of everything you need, everything you desire, everything you want, everything. Your kid's in the bag. Bless God. Put it in the bag. Praise God. When you understand that, you'll understand what I'm talking. Now, I want you to read verse 6 out of the Amplified, and then we're going to do a little preaching here. Okay. Glory to God. I know it's fresh off the press because you were up last night with this. Yes, I was up with it last night. It was on my mind. Praise (laughs) God. The Lord's already given me some things, so I may have to interrupt you. Interrupt me. Anyway, but verse (laughs) 6 She does it all the time, but anyway. In the Amplified (laughs) says, Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. But in Stop for a minute. It says, Do not fret. Do not fret. You got to get rid of fret. Fret ain't no good. Fret's not your friend. And that's right. And, and the other word is what? Anxiety? Anxiety. Oh, Lord. There's a lot of people that have a lot of anxiety. In fact, you see, if you look around, there's a lot of people that are drugged up because they're medicated. They're medicating anxiety themselves. Anxiety attacks. Yeah, I've they're heard of that. treating their anxiety with the wrong thing. Yeah. The Word of God's the only thing that's a cure. So that bag's full of fret. <laughs> And full of anxiety. Yeah, I think you preached a message, the cure for care, Yeah. years ago. Yes, uh, indeed. That came to my mind, but that's true. The only thing that's a cure for care is the Word of God. Amen. The peace of God that Read passes all understanding. Okay. Well, I only got to like three words. I know, I couldn't help myself. Don't, do not fret. <laughs> it's a command word. Okay. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything by prayer and petition, which definite request, it says, make with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. Make your what? Make your wants. Make, make your what? <laughs> Come on, talk to me. Wants. Oh, let's, let, 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 let's just talk. Make he your wants. He didn't say needs. He says he said, wants. Make your wants. Do you see what, what I'm saying? What do you want? What God? do you want? That's it. The law is my shepherd. I shall not want. People get so mad at me for years because I believe in prosperity. Listen, I didn't come up with this. I'm not giving you my opinion, neither is Kathy. This is coming from the holy word of God, from the Bible. God says, you wants. Now, you see the church was said, well, I know he said that, but that's your problem. And I've said it so many times. You need to get your butt out the way. There are too many conjunctions. That's the biggest butt you'll ever see in your life. God wants you to have your wants. Mm -hmm. And that's why he says, with thanksgiving. Right. With thanksgiving. In other words, say thank you because I'm going to do this. Yeah. And you you know, Jesse, wants could be different people at different times in their lives. Mm -hmm. And I know what Paul was uh, writing about right here to the church at Philippi. He knew what he was talking about. He was actually writing to them while he was in prison. That's right. And when he wrote to this church at Philippi, this church knew exactly that Paul had been through the ranks. And if you go back and read Acts chapter 16, you'll see when Paul went to Philippi for the very first time. And he had opposition so much that they threw him in jail. And from that, the church. The, well, they well from the people of that day, they didn't want to hear the, the word of God. That's right. But that was the church. That was the Jews eating his lunch over there. Well, I'm not sure who it was, actually. I know, I'm, I'm sure who it was. <laughs> you mark my word. Regardless I of who book. it was, he went 
he, they put him in prison, and that's the chapter study, where they said, study. that's when they said Paul and Silas sang in right. the night, sang in songs the night. in the night, and so, they were, he was, actually, he was, he needed to, he wanted to get a broke out of prison, basically, that's right. and he did. The right. shackles came off, and he Amen. went out and did what God, he was, re, he was delivered now, from that prison. Do you know why they could sing songs in the night? You know, Paul and Silas, because they had no fret, mm -hmm. and they had no anxiety. Now, if you go by what you see, that should have been more fret than they can handle, more anxiety they can handle. But when you understand, be careful for nothing. See, that's operating in those two men's lives in jail. This, this, this shouldn't just operate when everything's going good. This operates better when everything's going bad because it makes the devil look like an idiot saying, well, my God, these people are not worried about any of this stuff. Why? Because you're careful for nothing. I love that. But in everything, in, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God. Think about that, Kathy. I mean, what request? I mean, you know how big that bag of groceries is? I call it that bag of groceries. You know how much is in that? The whole universe, everything God's ever created, ever thought of, he did it all for man. He said, what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visited him? Yeah. Kathy, he, nowhere in the Bible does he visit an angel, hmm. but he does visit man. Right. Why? Because we're special. Now, people, li listen, you're special because when God said, let us make man, angels didn't know what that was. They said, what's a man? No, God created us in his image and his likeness. Now, if we look like him, and we're talking like him, then bless God, we ought to have what he has. And he said, you can have it all. That's exactly what he said. That's why he said, go beyond your needs. Go beyond your desires and get to your wants. Yes. And I'm ready. can I read a testimony? Yes, you can. It's go ready. ahead. It's a testimony from Karen. She had a want. When right. I, what she wanted was her husband to be saved. Amen. And she says, when I became a Christian, my husband was an atheist. I was watching Jesse on videotape, and my husband had tears streaming from his eyes with laughter. You would not have believed that he was an atheist. <laughs> Three weeks later, he said the sinner's prayer. Glory Thank to you, God. Jesse. We laughed him right <laughs> into heaven. <Didn't> we? Hallelujah. <laughs> so no yeah. matter what your wants are, it may be that you have family members that are away from God. Maybe you have hey, a turmoil yeah. or a tragedy or some problems that you Maybe your family's in prison and you want them yeah. to be released. Amen. And that way maybe they're incarcerated in, innocently. Yeah. God has an answer. He, can, has an answer. he wants to meet everyone. You know, it's amazing. I've had a lot of people say, you're so funny, you're nothing but a comedian. Well, if I'm just a comedian, how come, how come that guy got saved? Mm. Comedians don't get people saved. <laughs> it don't happen, you see. It's as a person that is called to the ministry, a person that knows Jesus Christ, that leads people to the Lord through the personage of the Holy Spirit. Now, when you understand that, ladies and gentlemen, listen, it's powerful. I can't, I got to keep going back. He said, everything, everything with thanksgiving, mm. everything with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving or thank you is probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest word, word in any language. If you want to smile on someone's face, all you have to say is thank you. You know, somebody does something, if you're in a restaurant somewhere, and, and they give you some water, whatever, you go, thank you. They go, oh, why? Because it's a wonderful word. It's saying, it's saying listen, you've done something good, and you receive something from that individual. You see, that's why you tell them, thank you. Yes. You know, and I say that all the time, you know. Now, you know, I'm 71 years old today. Mm -hmm. And I, I think sometimes the young crowd kind of freaks out about me because my mama taught me to be polite. My mama gave us social graces. You're going to say, yes, sir, and no, sir. Yes, ma'am, 
and no man. She put it so much in me that I still do it. So when a waitress that's 18 years old comes to me, she says, uh, is there anything else you want? I say, no, ma'am. And they look at me like I done lost my mind because I could be their grandfather. And I, get, I hope that's not offensive to her, but what it is, it's called social graces. Years ago, I, 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 we had a, a person that was in the youth. He was teaching the little boys in our, uh, in our uh, church how to open doors for girls, little girls. And, it was so fun. and the little girl caught on that real quick. And I forget one day, I'd come a little early, and this little girl was all dressed up, and she was walking toward the church. And, and she was about ready to get to the door, and this little boy took off running as fast as he could. And he grabbed that door, and he says, go ahead, ma'am. <laughs> and she was about four, and he was about four. But that's a wonderful thing, mm -hmm. you see, because we were teaching them social graces. Think about that, social graces. So it's such a blessing of the Lord to not worry about nothing. Now, why don't I worry about nothing? It's the next verse, mm -hmm. verse 7, and the peace of God. Think about that. That's a gift. Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world give. No, not as the world. He's, God gives us something that's so powerful. He says, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. You're not going to understand peace. You really can't, it's hard to understand. Watch this. Uh, be careful for nothing. Everything you pray in prayer, everything, prayer and supplicate with thanksgiving. That's hard to understand with the natural mind. That means that your soul, which is the mind, the will, and emotion, has not yet been transformed to the fullest part. Mm -hmm. It's still being conformed to what the world says. He says, and I love that, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall. It didn't say it might, Kathy. Yeah. It said it shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I want yeah. you to read that in the uh, Amplified. Well, I love the last part of it. It's it specifically, but I'll read the whole thing. It says, and the, God's peace shall be yours. Did that, it say God's peace? God's peace. Ooh, that's a good translation. Shall be yours, that tranquil state of assured of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God and being confident with its earthly lot, earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace which transcends all understanding, and this is the part I love, it says, so garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So it's like a fortress. And so God's taking care of our minds. the troops in. <laughs> That's why he said, be not conformed to this world, be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, <clears throat> that you may know, not God, you're the one that has to have some information. He already knows that you may know that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. That's, mm -hmm. Now, do you understand why I don't make excuse for the blessings of God in my life? It's not arrogance. It's not cockiness, whether it's spiritual, physical, or financial. I refuse to make an excuse because that's God. That's the giver of these things. He's the giver of the grocery bag. He's the giver of the healing. He's the healer. You see what I'm saying? He's the giver of salvation. He's the giver of the fruits of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. He's the giver of the 30, the 60, the 100-fold, and the 1,000-time return. He's doing all these things. And then he says, I will guard your mind, but you must transform it with the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. You ever notice horses? I, I, I love watching horses run. I think a horse is probably one of the most phenomenal animals God ever created. But they'll put them blinkers on them thoroughbreds. They don't want them thoroughbreds looking at that other horse. They want them thoroughbreds looking at that and you get there and you be the first one to get there and they are made to run and they run beautifully. You can see every muscle just straining. Why? They're athletes, you see what I'm mm -hmm. saying? They're trained to do that. Notice this, they're trained to do that. The Word of God will train you. Some of y'all need some blinkers on your eyes. <laughs> right here. Stay so focused. you can see, stay focused. You focus on your priority. What's the priority? Right here. 
Focus on your priority. You eliminate all this, all this confusion that's out there. See? Mm-hmm. And when you understand that, then you'll understand the peace of God, the gift of God. Oh, that's yeah. a gift. Yeah. Now, you know, people, you, you've seen it happen many times. You see people mad at me because I don't walk in trouble. And, man, God, I've had trouble. I've got all kind of trouble all the time. Something's always going up. Something's always blowing up. But it doesn't make any, any difference what it does. I don't deny it. I deny it's right because I read the end of the book, and the last two words says the end. And it's not for me. That's for Satan. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Well, your joy is not determined yes. by what you're going through. Amen. It's determined what we the promise is. That's right. You know? And all the promises of God mm-hmm. are yea and amen, which means yes and so be it. That's said, why Paul could say he wasn't, his joy, he was telling them to rejoice, and he was writing this again amen. from prison. So amen. he knew what he was talking about. He knew mm. the answer for whatever trouble that church was going through at that time. You know, I just feel in my spirit somebody saying, but yeah, but you, I got some bad kids. I believe I said this on one of, the, uh, one of these uh, things that we do here. The promises of God are far more powerful than the sins of people. Mm. I've said that so many times. I want that. That's a very powerful statement. I never heard anyone ever say that. But I was in prayer, and the Lord said, Jesse, I want to talk to you about my promises. And there's over 7,000 of them in the Bible. He said, they're all yours. He said, I promise them to you. I didn't promise them to me. Right. I promise them to you. Now, which one are you going to use today? Yeah. How many are you going to use today? You know, Jesse, I was just mm. thinking about a promise that your mother held on to. She used to always tell you, it's just your tough luck yeah. that you were born to her. Because <laughs> she got born again, and she was determined to get her family born again as well. Right. You know, so that's why, you know, it was just God's promise <clears throat> to her was greater than anything that, that I was you doing. were currently going through. In fact, at some point, she gave up, I think, not gave up, but she redirected her prayer towards me so that Covert. I would get saved. She did a covert operation (laughs) and then kathy got that same determination that my mom had yes now that's two determinations (laughs) against me made for you for me and you know i was dumb and ignorant because i did not know the lord but they had knew that they had a new spirit in them yeah well i could say this y'all could think like god but Mm -hmm. i couldn't Mm -hmm. i was of my father satan the devil that's a fact ladies and gentlemen i was a heathen i was a chief of sinners but see, when you put that determination together, that is, that's Philippians 4, verse 6. Yeah. They, they, they could care less what I said. We have the peace of God knowing yeah. that Y'all God. Y'all didn't care what I said. Mm-hmm. That's why mama said, it's just your tough luck. You was born to me. You're going to get saved whether you like it or not because I got the promise of my family down to a thousand generations. That long finger would be in my face. <laughs> now, Lord, your family Jesus. wasn't always born again. The day oh, you were God, born, no. they didn't even know the Lord. And we kind of talked about this before the Amen. before the taping. So I hope it's okay. Yeah. But tell them that story of what happened on the day you were born. Oh, Jesus, you want me to say that? I think people like hearing that because okay. that's where they came from. They weren't always believers. I'm glad mom and daddy's in heaven today because my mom said, boy, you done lost your mind. You're going to tell people that this is literally the truth. It's true. 71 years ago today. Okay. Jesse DePlantis was being birthed, was about ready to be birthed. Or going, going in, about ready. They were rolling her in and said, um, Contractions was yeah. just starting. Okay. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I'm gonna just tell you it's the truth. So watch it. They pushed my mother by the window of the hospital at, at Dr. LaRocca's hospital in Algiers, Louisiana. Now hold on to your seat because you're gonna pass out. My mother looked out the window, okay, and my father was on the street corner, on the sidewalk. Unsaved father. Unfa- unsaved father, kissing a woman. <laughs> Another Ooh, woman. Another woman. Not my mama, because that'd be the biggest lips ever <laughs> to get up to the, it was the second floor. And she went into major labor. Was it was rough. 
I was born in travail (laughs) (laughs) and turmoil. My God. Ooh, Lord. Now, you know, and Daddy, we talked about that even after we're saved. I was curious about when did you find that out? What age were you when you knew that story? Well, sometimes they would start talking. They would slip out. Oh, Your mom and dad would start talking. And mom would say, you know, Paul, (laughs) you know, Paul, she'd get mad. My dad was named Paul. You know, Paul, let me tell you something. And and Jesus said, that does not exist no more, Val. Mm. It's been washed away. They had funny names for each other. Tell them what your dad. Well, I never knew what his daddy's name was. <laughs> My father was named Paul, Paul. Albert DePlantis. Right. <laughs> but he had a nickname. They called him Peanut. Or he had his nickname called Peanut, but everybody called him Wilbur. <laughs> now, did, I don't know how that Wilbur ever happened. Go? How did we get Wilbur and Peanut out of Paul Albert DePlantis? Oh, you, you know have, what my nickname was? You have was? a wonderful family. You know, <laughs> you know what my nickname was? Uh, Horsefly. Horsefly. Daddy said, that boy is always, always buzzing around. Buzzing around. <laughs> <laughs> my nickname was Cat. Cat? Yeah, yeah. For, sorry, I still call Kathy. you Cat. Yeah? A lot of times I call you Mama. And you get mad about that. Sound. Uh-huh. I ain't your old Mama. <laughs> yeah. But listen, that literally, when that came out, Man, I thought, what did you do, Dad? And Dad immediately said, that man died. That's right. He no longer lived. Christ in me, the hope of glory. And my mama did say that, you better be glad he died because I'd have killed him. <laughs> he said, I mean, wouldn't that make you mad as a hornet? Mm-hmm. And she was in labor for 24 hours with me. Yeah. I guess maybe that was on a, I don't well, know. I, you know, only a woman well, knows Well, talk that about a transformation of your family, oh. your mother and dad who didn't know the Lord. In fact, you, tell, you told me once that your dad never even heard about Jesus. My in father. Fact, he drove in front of a, a, a Catholic, Catholic church, church at, once with his. With my Uncle Dennis, okay. which is my mother's brother, oldest brother. And my, we have a habit in South Louisiana. They taught you to do this. Catholics do. I don't know if they still do it, but I believe they do. That when you pass a Catholic church, you make the sign of the cross. Yes. You, you in respect. Do. So yeah. my father and my Uncle Dennis. Dennis, both of them are now in heaven. They were musicians. They, they played in a band together. So they were passing the Catholic church there, our Catholic church, and Uncle Dennis did this. And Dad said, what are you doing? And Uncle Dennis said, Paul, uh, Peanut called him. He said, Peanut, he said, uh, I'm making the sign of the cross. He said, what cross? He said, the cross. Watch this. The cross that Jesus died on. He said, who's Jesus? Isn't that something? He said, what? My father had never went to church. Hmm. Never. My grandfather never went to church, never talked to him about God, none of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, and my uncle said, Peanut, you don't know nothing about God? He said, no, never. Now, he, was, he wasn't an atheist. He just was ignorant. Mm-hmm. He did not know anything about that. First time he ever heard about that. Never had the Bible, none of that stuff. And yet my dad got saved before my mother. How did he get saved? I'm trying to remember. Well, my God, that, I mean, we got some stories. My father worked for Getty Oil Company. And you're taking me back in time here. Listen, I didn't know you were going to talk about this. One of my favorite yeah. stories. My though. father worked for Getty Oil Company, and he was a, what they call a pumper, a gauger. He would go and gauge the meters, you know, of that very high-pressure gas that's going through those pipelines, you know, and uh, make sure that it's all working. Well, there's something in the oil field called caustic soda, which is like it'll eat a pipe. It's mm-hmm. like an acid. Well, one of those things blew up, and when it did, the caustic soda hit him in the face, and he went out and it burned his eyes that he was totally blind. Wow. Completely blind. If you, if you look at my father real close, you could see the scars. Now, watch this. Now, he was blind for about eight months, and he literally, it's literally happened. Uh, my grandmother was uh, staying at the house that night. And, How old were you at the time, you think? Oh, uh, I'm, I, I, I was just a little boy, eight, nine, seven, seven. I'm not quite sure, seven, okay. six, seven. But I remember all the screaming going on. Okay. When something, when this miracle took place. And my dad... 
didn't know how to pray. He never prayed in his life. So he, he just never did. He, he, was, he was raised in Bayou Saleh. Now, everybody knows that South in South Louisiana. Louisiana. It's around Franklin area, Centerville, Louisiana. Bayou Saleh. I mean, you know, and uh, that only went to the third grade or fourth grade. That was it. So watch this. To make a long story short, he, started, he said he started praying to God because Uncle Dennis that told him about that, see. Mm -hmm. Now, Mama had said they went to church, and so he knew a little bit about church, but he never went. Mm -hmm. He didn't know So he was blind, couldn't see anything. They said he'd be blind for life because it burned his pupils, okay, the pupils of his eyes. Mm -hmm. Well, he just prayed and prayed. He said, you know, I don't know if you really, I don't know nothing about you, but if you uh, help me and touch me and heal me, I'll live for you, yeah, whatever that all means. My life, all said. my life, that's how he said, and my dad did I that. I remember that Ooh, testimony. He told me that too. So to make a long story, he, he said when he finished praying, he actually wet the sheets, he said, with tears. My dad never hardly ever cried. We didn't believe in affection much in our family. You well, cry now, though, don't you? Well, starting to. <laughs> getting better, getting better. Hallelujah. Don't push it, Mama. <laughs> don't push the baby, Don't baby. push the baby, baby. <laughs> so watch this. To make a long story short, he finished praying, still blind as a bat. Mm -hmm. He fell off to sleep at about 4.30 in the morning. He woke up. My mama was still sleeping. My grandma, this was my dad's mom. Mom was there also. Daddy opened, when he opened his eyes, you know, because you blind people open their eyes like that, he could see the uh, flowers and the wallpaper mm. on the wall. Wow. And he looked, and he mm. got up, and he could see. Oh, he didn't know what to do, so he shook. My mom, he said, Val, get up. And she said, what's wrong, Paul? She, he said, I can see. Mm. Praise God. He said, what? She said, I can see, look. And he walked all the way to the door, turned around, walked. he said, I can see you. This is, uh, she had on uh, a pajamas. He, oh, mama started hollering. Well, when she started hollering. The whole uh, house woke gra up, Grandma Julia, or Julien in French, my grandma, uh, came in and, she, and he said, mama, I can see. Well, that woke up the whole house. Mm -hmm. You know what my dad did? He got dressed. Mm -hmm. I mean, took a shower, cleaned up, got dressed, and went to a preacher's house. Yeah. Went I think to a it was church, a Baptist church. A I think Baptist told us. church. Twice that happened to him in his life. Yeah. A Baptist. God put a Baptist in his in his back. And he, he went and knocked on the door, and the man said, can I help you? He said, listen. He said, I was blind, but I can now see. Mm -hmm. Wow. It sounded like that. Once yeah. I was blind, but now I see. This is a true story. Yeah. I'm not anything to it. Yeah, he was physically He blind. said, you need to tell me about God and Jesus. I know nothing. And my dad received the Lord right there at that Baptist minister's house. Yes. It That's was a powerful. miracle of the Lord. I mean, and he totally changed. My dad drank like a fish, you know, ran yeah. around women. That's all. We already talked about that. <laughs> Completely stopped all that. Yeah. None. None mm. of that. And he, and he came back and he told my mom, he said, I will live for Jesus all my life. My daddy made it almost to 89 years old, and he did that. Yeah, he did. And, and he preached the gospel. Who did he ever preach the gospel? And, of course, three weeks or four weeks later, mama said, that boy done lost his crazy mind. So she went to the church that he was going, and she got born again. Praise God. And that, would, that began the salvation of our family. So mom began to say, mm -hmm. I'm not going to let my brothers go to hell and my sisters go to hell. And all, my mama got all of them saved, got them all born again. Well, basically, your dad did what you just read. Be right. careful for nothing, uh -huh. but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. He did that. He did that. God supernaturally healed him He that was night. just like that man in the Bible. All I know, once I was blind. But now I see. But now I see. And I mean, my dad wow. lived for the Lord Jesus Christ. He was a very prayerful man 
from that day forward. That's a true story. Mm -hmm. And he had the peace of God. And then when everything would go wrong, now where dad was weakened was prosperity. He didn't know anything about that. He came out of the Great Depression days. Great Depre a lot Depression of was were in affected it. by that. Oh God. And now, they had no teaching about uh, prosperity in right. those days. When Dad got saved, then my grandma, his mother, uh, you ever heard of Mike Murdoch? Great guy, great preacher. His father was named John Murdoch. Mm -hmm. And they lived, he was pastoring in Franklin, Louisiana. To make a long story short, my grandmother went to John Murdoch's church in Franklin and she got born again. Yeah. Boy, it started a roller coaster then. Yeah. Now, me, when it came to me, I said, oh, no, 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 I'm staying Catholic. I like my Catholic stuff because, you know, I didn't. I think they made you go to one of those youth rallies or youth oh, camps I, I one year, though, I right? Not, yeah, I did the and youth you, rallies. I remember and, you got in there, you played your guitar. And, oh, and they unplugged and the they guitar. They unplugged it because they said you thought you looked, you they felt said, like you looked like Elvis Presley You or thought something. you was Elvis. I, I was a very good musician. <laughs> I don't mean that private. I was a good musician. I've it been was too guitar worldly for Since them. I'm six. So, man, and they had some pretty hitting music there. Some of them Pentecostal people. So, I'm playing, wee. I'm just going at it. Of course, all Having the girls fun. looking at it. And one preacher just thought that was sin, unplugged it. And he shouldn't have done that because he, I did not speak in tongues that day, but I spoke <laughs> but some I stuff was, that he ain't never forgot probably in his life. Wasn't there somebody that stood up for you, though, another Yes, pastor? there was another great and wonderful man named Brother Hander Garrison. In fact, there's a picture of him in the boardroom back yes. right behind me. And uh, he, he was so mad at that guy. Was That kid just needs to meet Jesus. I was 14, yeah. 13, yeah. 13 or 14 years mm -hmm. old. Mm -hmm. And uh, I swore I'd never go to church again after that, that kind of stuff. And I remember that name because after we were married, we weren't right. serving the Lord. We weren't going to church. No. God was the last thing on our list of things mm -hmm. to think about. But I remember you would say the only person you never wanted to meet while you were living the way we were living at that time was, was Hander Garrison. Was Brother Garrison pastor. because, you know, he, he didn't want me to go to hell. He knew I he was just living. for your soul. And his son is a great minister with the Assemblies of God, Alton Garrison. You might have heard of him. Great man of God. And uh, it was daughter, such a blessing. Yeah. And uh, I mean, and his daughter is our uh, pa care, uh, pastor. care pastor. And that's Betty Garrison. I mean, it's, it's like a it's family situation. God did but that. But you know, the thing, what happened was, when I got around those people, uh, and even when I wasn't saved, right. I mean, I mean, I liked them, but I didn't want them to know what I was doing too much. You see what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And what I liked about Kathy, she had never read the Bible, so I knew I wasn't going to get into the God <laughs> stuff, because Mama was always nailing me to the wall, then God got, got her saved, and... And then both of them with them, them termination in their eyeballs <laughs> wouldn't let me go to hell. And I was trying to go to hell as much as I could. In fact, Kathy said, you don't want to go to hell. I said, I like hell. I like hot places. <laughs> I would do everything I could to so make her stop. Yeah. But I could not defeat mm -hmm. what was in her. And you know what it was? The peace of God. That's right. She knew, you knew that the promise of God would come to pass. Mm -hmm. Now, did you, did you think I would ever become a preacher? Not at the time I was praying for you to be born again, but after right. you were born again, I think I saw it before you did. Didn't you try to cast a devil out of me one I time when I was asleep? More than once. <laughs> I was determined. It was tough. Sometimes I'd have to say, man, come out of that devil. There's more devil there than man. <laughs> I was full of the I was No, but he was asleep, sentence. and I put my hand on him and lay hands on him. I learned. Yeah. The power that I had, even as a young believer, to you wouldn't, but you wouldn't careful for nothing. You just do it. <laughs> After a while, though, if you woke up, I didn't care if you looked, because I knew that was the only answer. But I knew your prayer when you would pray for me. She would stand proxy. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Well, when I would travel, we were traveling in nightclubs and things like that. Whenever I could go to church, I would. And if they had an altar time, yeah. I would go to the front and I'd say, they'd say, "What do you want?" I'd say, "I want to pray for my heathen husband." So <laughs> I would basically what they call I learned to stand in proxy. I'd pray. 
for him and let yeah. them agree with me in prayer. That was some, a part of my arsenal. <laughs> and you made your request known unto God. Yeah, with she, Thanksgiving. With th and she even told my daughter, Jody then was two or three years old, your dad's going to hell. I didn't say it yeah. quite like that. That's exactly what Jody told me. Exactly when you were, what she was happened was old. that I would teach her the Bible. We would, tell, <laughs> uh, we would pray for you. We'd talk about heaven and, we'd, yeah. and I'd pray for her. She says, and she asked me, is daddy going to heaven? Well, I couldn't say no. I couldn't so say that I you were. Going to hell. I said, well, no, he doesn't know Jesus, and I teach you the principles. Yes, yeah, so you so said I was pray. going to hell. Yes. Just, okay, that's what I'm trying to get out of it. And that Tell was my... basically my message. And you know what, Jesse? You took hold of that message because remember the night yeah. you got born again, you watched Billy Graham on TV right. because I asked you to, and you said those words that I'll never forget. You said, why would I want to do that? And my answer was, well, he pulls more people than he you. Sure it was just yeah. a practical, common sense kind of statement. And you but didn't that... take it as an attack, but you said, yeah, he must be saying something. I said, you know, guys filling up. Football stadium, so he must be saying so. Right. So in my mind, Kathy, what I had in my mind on, on my salvation day was, well, I'm gonna just watch this guy so I can get Kathy off my back. But see, greater is he who is in her and Billy Graham than was in me. Yeah, and so he prayed the prayer, and then Amen. he went out to play the night, nightclub that night. This has become a testimony uh, thing today. We're all over the place. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying it. I, I'm enjoying it. Going back okay. memory yeah. lane, but yeah. I remember that you took up my message about you're going to hell because you went into that nightclub that night and yeah. you actually sang the words. I did a song. I did. You it. changed I the words to a song. Sly, you were Sly and the Family Stone. <laughs> I want to take you higher. You know, feeling getting stronger. Down, down. He always hums the bass. Well, yeah, oh yeah, bass and the lead. I played all these instruments, and uh, I had got born again, but I didn't know what that was. I knew something had happened, and uh, so when we walked out there, some of you heard this when I preached in churches. There was a big mirror ball, and this is a huge place. You could put fifteen hundred people in this cup. This was a big place. A very, it was a very, very ritzy place. And man, so we did the show. You know, we started out with Sly and the Family Stone. I want to take you higher. And it goes down, down. Now I see you moving in people. Everybody's doing like it. And I'm supposed to say, feeling getting stronger because I had that rock boy. But I actually, what came out of my mouth, man, and my drummer thought I was on drugs. I said, everybody in this place is going to hell. See, you took up my message. People freaked. They said, people smoking dope. Well, man, we're going to hell, man. <laughs> you know, and Jimmy said, grab him. He's tripping. He's on a bad trip and all that kind of stuff. That's a true story. I mean, they had nothing to it. You know why I guess I did that? No Christian would come where I was hmm. to talk to me about Jesus Christ other than Kathy. So God came himself. Hmm. Now you think about that. God went to that club. God went there to get me in that born hotel room. again. You know why? Because he wasn't careful for nothing neither. Mm -hmm. He didn't care what anybody said. He and said, I Jesse the planet was worth getting saved. Amen. And my prayers got answered that Glory day. Prayers God. that I was fervent about, continually praying and seeking God for. And you know it. And, uh, rebuking and the, the devil. The family that knew, knows it. There was no way I was going to get born again. But you see, that make your request known unto God. Mm -hmm. I won't taste it with thanksgiving. And so even at you the time, praying, you knew it was going to happen. Even at the time, I don't think you realized the impact of those words that you said that day. But simple words, yeah. pray to a wonderful God and Savior, Amen. transformed your life, my Amen. life, and so many other people's lives all over the world. It literally changed my way of thinking when it came to the Word of God. When I read this, you know, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and 
supplication with thanksgiving. That struck out. It hit me mm -hmm. with thanksgiving. That means he's going to answer what I said because he's telling me to say thank you. Let your request be made known unto God. And I wanted to add what requests? Mm -hmm. Which ones that I can't request? He said, let your request. See, God trusts you more than the church trusts you. He trusts you more than people trust you. Right. Then he says, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding will keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Will keep you. Not just go along with you, but yeah. will keep you. He garrison. He's a keeper. Take, yeah. Yeah. That's why the Holy Spirit's a comforter. That's always boggled my mind about Christian people that are not in comfort. If he's the comforter, how come you're not in comfort? That's spiritual. That's physical. That's financial. That's every area. Because you're letting the world around you affect you when you ought to let the Bible, the Word of God around you affect you. It will change your thinking. It will change your way of doing things. So if you need to pay some bills, okay, oh my God, it's your bills. They can say, my bills, you call it my bills, right? So you need money to pay for that. Instead of saying, well, I don't know how I'm going to make this, how I'm going to do that. Well, he's not asking you to do that. He said, make the request known unto me with thanksgiving and I'll take care of that. Don't complicate that. Don't complicate that. See, faith should not be complicated. It's very simple. Just simply believe. You're basically thanking him for the yes. answer. Because when you pray, you believe. Yes. You Whatsoever. know when it's your birthday, I will get you something. And you always, well, you said this, uh, was it two, two days ago? You had got up, Kathy got her coffee, and she does her morning devotion and stuff like that. She was, and she walked outside. We have a beautiful swimming pool. She likes that swimming pool. And she was sitting out there, I guess, just praying, doing her devotion. And we have a beautiful home. God's been good and gracious. She came in, and I was walking. No, I, I had just sat down in, in our uh, den there. And you said, Jesse, and I turned around and did like this. I said, what? Thank you for building this house for me. And what did I say? That, I didn't That's, do that. The Lord, the did, Lord that. did that. I said, let's just thank him. You see, that's, he's kept my mind to think that way. So when people give me compliments, I mean, they're nice to misunderstand me, but you'll always hear me say, well, the Lord is gracious. Look what the Lord has done. Oh, God is so good. See, I have a peace of mind. I have the peace of God in my life. And I don't care what the world says. I don't mean that sound hard. I made up my mind. And I believe right now some of you don't know what to do. You, you need some money. Can I ask you a question? How much money you want? See, most people don't know how much they want. They just, my God, if we can just pay the bills, if we can just get through the month. Well, you forgot to ask for food. Hey, you got to eat. You, you, got, you see, most people don't know what they want. They don't know what they want. Oh, I'm going to say something going to make somebody mad. I know what I want for this ministry. Oh, Lord. I mean, I'm 71 years old today. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, and there's no retirement in my life. I, I could retire. That's not the issue because the vision is stronger. It's pulling me to keep doing things. Even in the lockdown, I've been busier than I normally am just preaching the gospel. And it takes tons. It takes millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to run this ministry. This thing is a television. It's expensive. I mean, everything, the staff, uh, hospitalization, uh, all the other kind of things that are going on. Furniture, you name it, utilities. And then God wants me to put 14 satellites up in the air. That's seven low orbits, seven high orbits. Jesus, I'm going to do that. So people say, well, how much money you want? $6,364,000,000 in change. Did that shock you? When I get that, then I'll shut up. Because that's what it's going to take for me to complete my destiny and reach my destination. I wish it wouldn't, but we live in an economic world. I wish they'd give me the satellites, but they're not going to do that. And that's okay. They're in the satellite business. They want to sell them. I have no problem with that. 
But that's almost unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not asking for unbelievable things, you're not asking anything from God. See, if it's believable, you could do it yourself. See, faith always takes you beyond what you can do yourself. And God that's why God said be for careful it. for nothing. Why? Because he can only get the glory. That's right. And, that's, and Kathy said, Jesse, the planet is going to get saved. Jesse is going to get saved. And guess what? I got saved. And God honored me and blessed me and is still blessing me. How many times? This happens all the time. I'll get up in the morning. He says, I got a surprise for you today. Mm -hmm. I say, what? I said, well, what is it? He said, but I told you, Jesse, it wouldn't be a surprise. <laughs> you know? And uh, I said, okay. And show enough something to show up and show out. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. I really feel right now, let's cast all your care upon the Lord, for he careth for you. Yes. That's why he said, be careful for nothing. Now, ask him. Anything, everything. St. John 14, 13, 14 says, Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. Why? That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, you'll hear me quote those verses all, all my life. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me, mm -hmm. gave himself for me so I don't frustrate the grace of God. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? So when something tries to attack me, and it does, I said, no, 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 you got the wrong boy here. I don't live in your world, Satan. I live in my world. I create my world. And I create my world with the word of God. In other words, I put that hedge of protection around me. Right, right. By drawing the bloodline mm -hmm. and pleading the blood. And now I have the peace of God that passes all understanding, and it keeps me. Yes. It, it keeps me. I yeah. mean, it, I, I got a bunch of staff in there. Y'all ever see me uh, sick, don't know what to do it myself? Y'all ever say, I just can't handle this? I, I'm, I'm looking at it behind me, in front of me. Uh, no. And I'm not bragging about that. Why? Because of verse 6. Mm -hmm. Be careful for nothing. Listen, man, I don't just read this Bible. I live this Bible. So you're Bible. not keeping yourself no. in that way. The peace of God, the force of peace yeah. is what's keeping well, in the, in the mounting book, guard, yeah. where Amplified says, over your heart But in first, In 1 John, he said, he that keepeth himself, the wicked one touching him not. The only way you're going to keep yourself is the Holy Ghost keeping you. But right. you got to know the word of God right. to keep you. Well, you access that peace. I want another testimony. There's somebody in there got a good testimony. I love this one. And we were just talking about uh, Philippian. This word you have is from Philippian church right. and Philippi was in Macedonia so I love this one from Elena it says greetings from my husband Thomas and me from Macedonia from Mas so Macedonia is still in existence from today all over the world yes <laughs> I've and never been to Macedonia maybe I can go to Macedonia one time let's do it let's go over to Macedonia and bring this gospel <laughs> I can say that way if I ever get well, there well Elena is calling us okay <laughs> <laughs> anyway Kev, another one says Kevin from Kevin says I was the chief of sinners but my mom prayed for me continually God is wonderful. I was born again 40 years ago, and I'm working the word the best I can. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? I what? love that. This that, other one said from Kathy, one more, says, I could, could listen to both of you all day. <laughs> Looks like we might be going there right now. Anyway, We've been you, going long you, here. Both, you both stir up faith in me. I'm learning how to speak the word of God over my life. That's what we do. That's my job, to stir up faith. It is. It's the job of all ministers, all Christians. Yes. Because faith brings hope. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Right. The evidence of things not seen. i got to read this verse again. I, I just love it. And it's Philippians chapter 4, verse... Uh, first, I'm going to read verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. That's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And again, I say rejoice. Verse 6. Be careful for nothing, 
but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, underline that in your Bible. With thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. Ooh, I love that. Shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, there ain't nothing God won't do for you. Now, that's not good English, but it makes good sense. Yes. That he will do it. Yes. So, what do you want? Mm-hmm. What do you need? What do you desire? How about some happiness? You know, that's an emotional feeling. But if you get the fruit of the Spirit, joy. Oh, Lord. Now, when you got the joy of the Lord and happiness, you become a dangerous individual. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll tell you. In yeah. every area. Yesterday, we went to eat. I'll close with this. We went to eat at Copeland's. Uh, Kathy wanted some. Uh, uh, Copeland got some real good food there. Uh, Al Copeland, he's now passed away. He's the one that, he was the creator of a Popeye's fried chicken, I think. And he had another uh, line of restaurants called Copeland's. And there was a girl that came wait on us. And she says, I know you. I said, you do? She said, I've waited on you before. I said, oh, okay. And I never thought to ask her her name. And uh, So she came and she was bringing our food. I said, what do you, what do, you do? Are you go, do you go to school? She's a young lady. She said, yeah, I go to Tulane University. I said, oh. I said, well, what do you become? Are you, what, you going to be a lawyer? A Loyola. No, she said Loyola. She said, yeah, I'm going to try to be one. I said, don't try. You can be one. Yeah, whatever, you know. So anyway, what you think? so I said, this takes care of the bill, and here's $100 for you. She goes, oh, sir. Oh, sir. <laughs> I love that. And she said, you don't know how much I needed that. I wanted to tell her, oh, little lady, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I know how much you needed that because I heard the voice of the Lord. You bless her. You just, but you don't know her, don't need to know her. That has nothing to do with that. I would say this, and I mean this sincerely. You know, you got uh, Bezos is supposed to be the guy that owns Amazon, richest man in the world. Then you got, uh, who's that other guy? Microsoft, Bill Gates. And then you got uh, the guy from um, Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett from uh, Nebraska. And all you. If God told me right now to go buy a brand new car for Bezos, a brand new car, for uh, uh, the guy that owns Microsoft, Bill Gates, or uh, what's the guy in the, uh, uh, Warren Buffett, I would not hesitate. Oh, but they could buy General Motors. Yeah. They could buy Ford. Yeah. I mean, they're rich. So that has nothing to do with what God told me to do or what God told you to do. You see my point? Mm -hmm. You don't have to judge someone. Well, they don't need that. It has nothing to do with need. Right. It all has to do with obedience. obedience. Right. So. I close by saying this, be careful for nothing. And when you pray, in your prayer, with supplication, with thanksgiving, you say that. Yes. You make your request known unto God. That's spiritual, physical, and financial. Well, we told you some things today about me and my family we never have told on the air, but I believe that's all right. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, God has saved us and touched us and blessed us. And thank you for celebrating my birthday with me. I, I was able to let you listen to us today and what a blessing to God. And I have one more thing. and we'll go. We, We've been talking 46 minutes and 22 seconds. <laughs> what are you going to give me for my birthday? A lot of good stuff. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm going to go look for the bag. <laughs> Remember, you got your bag here. You, got everything in it. Take what you have want. Have you made something known to God that you want? <laughs> Not really, but I guess I should. You I need don't to be know. specific. I got to be specific. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Until next time, this is Jesse and Kathy saying we love you. Oh, we hope you enjoy these things. And thank you, partners. Yes. I have to say that we couldn't do these things without our faithful financial partners who bless this ministry. Mm -hmm. And they do it so faithfully and so wonderfully. And 100% of what you give goes into world evangelism. We're debt-free, completely debt-free. Until next time, see you again.
Bye-bye. Bye-bye.